Yeah, I figured uh <laughs> I figured we'd do a follow up since I said we'd do a follow up like last year. <laughs> but <laughs> should yeah, so been... a while ago. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh in case people don't remember, Christian was the the first first guest we had recorded on here and released. So in that time he's gone to Guatemala and and a few other things so how was the trip to guatemala we'll just get balls deep right into it guatemala was good i wish i could have spent much more time there i was just down there for a couple weeks and kind of split my time between the highlands and the beach for a little surfing nice so how how was it uh traveling down there is it comparable to like Nicaragua or Costa Rica I mean was the travel pretty easy uh, I haven't been to Costa Rica but I went to Nicaragua yes. um, I think it was a little easier than Nicaragua Nicaragua's fairly chaotic um, I didn't really utilize the chicken buses at all this time because I was at surfboards right uh, <laughs> so I stuck to <laughs> Stuck the shuttles, which were, um, I don't know, they would get as many people in those as they could still, so still wasn't that great, but it's easy. Sweet. And the surf was, I remember you saying that it was either good or it was bad, like it was either flat or it was going off. Uh, where I was, they get pretty consistent surf. Um, it wasn't. It's not the greatest. Guatemala is not really like a go-to or the most desirable surf destinations, which is part of why I went there because I'd rather surf mediocre waves by myself than surf world-class waves with other people. Yeah, I hear that. I hear that. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, Nic- Nicaragua is kind of a popular destination. A guy that I'm hoping to have on, uh, Casey Willicks, was just down there a month or so ago, and. Uh, like fucking getting barreled. I mean, it was like, I, I was looking at some of the videos he's been releasing and I was like, damn, like, I mean, it's, it's legit there. So, I mean, I, I imagine that it's probably like you said, pretty, pretty crowded if the surf's that good. But Yeah. Nicaragua's hit or miss, I think. I mean, they get great waves, but I don't know. I feel like a lot of people are uncomfortable going there still, but which kind of keeps some of the crowds away. Uh, some of the less intrepid folk. Yeah. But unfortunately, I went there five years ago. I didn't, the waves weren't really that great when I was there. Uh, yeah. It's... So I need to go back. <laughs> yeah. No shit. No shit. So, South, yeah. South America is kind of the place to be. I mean, as far as, you know, cheap destinations and travel goes. But, uh, yeah, I've, I've been down there for work, but that's about it. And, uh, never surfed or done anything. But, um, yeah, that's cool, man. That's cool. So what you been up to? You just got back from getting a tattoo I saw the other day. Yeah, I spent the weekend in uh, Montana with my girlfriend and her family. She's from around the Missoula area. Oh, I nice. Don't get town. I don't get into town much, so. Yeah. Same things in the big city of Missoula. Sweet. Yeah, we we uh, just did that, that van in, the Montvana. Uh my friend does up there in Libby. So it's like far north, uh, northern, northern Montana. But uh, 
we did go through Missoula and it was so fucking hot. We ended up stopping at a park there <laughs> and uh, I didn't know I was watching when, when we got back. I didn't know that there was river surfing in Missoula, like that river. Yeah, how, the Clark Fork. Yeah. And a couple super good natural, you know, like we have the river wave here. I don't know if you saw the Instagram shit, but I was at the river wave uh, the day before yesterday. And it's, you know, I mean, it's manufactured and it's always going off, but. I was impressed yeah. there that, you know, you have to wait for the flows to come up and, and do it there. But yeah, Missoula is a cool town. It's, it's kind of, kind of like Boise, you know, a little bit smaller, but you know, I don't know. Yeah. I love Missoula. I haven't been there in a couple of years. It's starting to get kind of crowded though. And, uh, yeah. College was, college just started again. So I felt very old at the ripe age of 30. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you should you should be you should be fifty and go into places and have people, you know, bump into you and say sorry, sir. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the only thing about Missoula that I noticed because I used to run ultra marathons up uh, near Whitefish, the Hungry Horse, the Lagriz ultra marathons, and uh, I noticed year after year when we go back, it seemed like they were letting them build in the foothills more and more. So it was like, it was like this fucking like bowl of houses you know like all the foothills had basically were getting developed you know so there was kind of no yeah exactly yeah boise they kind of boise's kind of funny because they they want to keep the foothills you know open but it makes the foothills exclusive because they end up sealing off trailheads and making them just for you know that that shit out into these little tiny you know, or not little tiny, but these fucking massive housing projects that are just filled with giant houses. So it's like they have their own private little, yeah, you know, but... yeah, yeah. You're like right, and and that's yeah, exactly. And then you end up and you're like, oh, there's a golf course here. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's so fucking weird. But I think that the that it's starting to slow down. I don't know. Fucking everywhere's crazy though. I talked to my friend Bill in montana and he said you know the fucking billionaires are pushing out the millionaires <laughs> yeah that's so, what it looks like yeah you, <laughs> nice and so you're planning on on uh basically working kind of a full season or yeah i'll be there through the fall hopefully Nice. And so how, how long of a break will you have? Um, I'll go back in it. I'll have like three, three months off. Probably go back, visit some family and then the and maybe Peru pending political stability of Peru. Yeah, no shit. But Ecuador is pretty for sure right now. Yeah. Yeah. I've been wanting to get to Bolivia too. <laughs> there's a lot of good skiing in Bolivia <laughs> but, uh, yeah and you can go down there uh, in the summertime and ski yep yep exactly hemispheres are switched so it's always nice yeah. that's yeah, cool so old yeah. Warren Miller stuff from Bolivia yep yeah there's a guy down there that is kind of a low key ski guide that guides quite a bit of I mean some of the mountains down there are fucking massive I mean they're they're yeah. huge they're serious mountains well that's cool man it sounds like you found kind of the the dream niche you know like kind of kind of what people should aspire to as far as not 
you know, I mean, working hard, but working, I don't know, it's, I can't remember who said it, but it was meaningful work and not fucking useless toil, you know? <laughs> so There's the occasional useless toil, but it's mostly meaningful. Yeah, that's <laughs> good. build a bunch that's... of cool stuff that people get to use, so it's nice. Yeah. Yeah. And it seems more of a diverse group up there. You know, it is, when you work at a ski resort, you're kind of, you're kind of just smoothing out the rough spots for the rich fuckers, you know, to come slip around and, and whatnot. But at least at a park, at an active yeah. park, or, you know, it seems. Technic- I live literally on the PCT right now on the reroute because it goes down my street. Damn. Have you had yeah. a lot of people, uh, cause there's a lot of people uh, we re- we actually ran into a guy heading uh he was southbound so in july the end of july when we went to montana he was we met him up there at lost trail or not lost trail yeah lost trail and uh he was headed south moving pretty good he was doing about 30 30 miles a day so he was he was cooking right along sweet well uh yeah i kind of just wanted to touch base a little bit not just about surfing but just about everything you know i mean it's it's kind of odd when you do a podcast and then you talk to somebody and they just kind of fall off the radar. You don't really talk to them again. And then you, you see something and you're like, Oh fuck, I should probably talk to this guy. But yeah. I don't know. Just seem like you're, seem like you're having a good time, man. I mean, I, I don't know. I hate to say work, work looks good for you, but I mean, it, it definitely <laughs> seems better than better than where you were. You know I mean? Like as far as just, getting to do good shit i mean i don't know and then having a good break too i think seasonal work is is underrated you know not just seasonal but just like taking taking time off you know i think some of the best shit that i've ever come up with has been when i took you know took some serious time off i think that's and i think that happened to you like on your last bike tour you know being gone for so long it it kind of habitualizes you to a different like a different rhythm in life i don't know what do you think yeah i think taking large chunks of time off is the way to go um yeah seasonal work is definitely definitely the way to go for me and i wish i would have found this earlier but i'll I'll take it now working for the park service is great yeah it seems really good i mean it's it's good work too. I mean, it's historically always been, you know, even with like the conservation core and shit starting out, they've always had good projects, you know, I mean, everything, everything leads to something good. It seems like instead of just, you know, fucking putting in different bathrooms and see like different toilets and stuff to be more comfortable. I don't know. Well, I did get a remodel in an outhouse um, this summer. Yeah. That's always good. Yeah. I got a, it's kind of in the back country, but I don't know. Someone up above my pay grade decided it needed to be ADA accessible, even though nice. I can't <laughs> imagine anyone would ever be able to get a wheelchair there. But if they do, <laughs> if they do, they now have a wide enough door and grab rails and nice, nice ADA approved turn radius. Nice the the deluxe yeah. the deluxe outhouse. Sweet. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's nice. You gotta uh, that's... drill a hole in the vault and vent it with the new pipe. That was that was a lot of fun. 
<laughs> angle, angle grinding your way into a outhouse. Oh man! So so yeah. was it full? I mean, did it have? Oh yeah! <laughs> wow! Oh yeah! Well, not a completely full, but you know, full enough to smell like it was full of shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. That's that's my job, man. <laughs> yeah, it takes a lot for me to put on a respirator, but I'm, I was wearing one that day. Yeah, uh, old old shit smells worse than new shit sometimes. You know, I mean, at least from uh, my dude, perspective. There was all kinds of shit there. Yep. Yeah, my uncle one time dropped a, he dropped a cowboy hat. He was like turning around in one of those, you know, the pits, and it fell off his head. And uh, he, he wasn't gonna go get it, so he took his fucking Rolex off and threw it into the hat. So he'd have to go down and get his, <laughs> get his hat, and his Rolex. <laughs> fucking crazy, crazy drunk fucker. So, <laughs> well, I guess I would have just guess. left the hat and the watch at that point. Yeah, it wasn't that bad, though. I remember him being able to do like a straight pull up out of there because, you know, I don't think they're as deep as people. You know, it's not like a fucking bottomless pit, you know, so I don't yeah, think apparently they're... some of the, the pit toilets at Olympic. They're having problems with the um, the marmots crawling into the um, they're not being able to get out. So oh, shit. Kinda, they built these little ladders. So they crawled into the, the toilet, they could crawl back out. And supposedly there was a few women that were very surprised by some marmots attempting to <laughs> escape the, uh, the pit toilets in Olympic National Park. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, the fucking life of a, of a maintenance dude in a national park. I don't know. That's good life though, man. I mean, do you get, yeah. are you left, are you, are you left alone? I mean, does it just like line out a project and then it's like you fucking have some leeway to do it or not much micromanaging or. Yeah. My boss is pretty chill with that. Um, there's some stuff like when we do like historic preservation and our restoration work, there's like compliance stuff you have to go through, which I'm not, super familiar with all the rules it's kind of beyond me but i get a paperwork like kind of specified for the job and just trying to match as much of the existing materials as possible and then kind of find stuff that looks like it for the rest but what what was that town like where the park's at like the stahican there i know it's got like a small population but uh what was that town's original purpose was it just a logging like a like a logging stopover or what what did what was it founded nah, for? there was like some homesteaders there and then there was some mining i'm not sure to what extent just south of there on the lake uh, in holden village i think there was a bit um the mining was a bit more prolific um, but yeah the mining i don't think lasted as long as some of the other large mines the area and it's just kind of homesteads like the buckner farm where i was doing some historic work they had several acres of apple orchards and stuff of that nature yeah i remember reading about the about the orchards being you know pretty pretty old i know we have some old orchards here like when i was a kid i'd you know wander around and i'd stumble on orchards but they were untended so the apples just kind of started going feral and just, you know, eventually they turn into crab apples, you know, they just get smaller and smaller uh, and smaller. But yeah, this orchard's 
a little over 100 years old. I think they started planting these trees in the early 1900s, and there's still about 350 trees remaining. God damn, that's big. Yeah. That's fucking huge. Yeah. There's a full-time orchardist who just tends to the orchard and then has volunteer work parties a couple times throughout the year. And is that orchard, is that a private orchard or is it maintained by the park service? It's uh, the orchardist works for the park service, but, um, so it's mostly maintained by the park service. And then there's a, like a heritage foundation. That's a nonprofit that does work to, they supply money for grants to work on, work on the orchard and the homestead. Like the project I did there was funded by the heritage foundation. Sweet. And what do they do with the apples? Do they sell them at market or do they just... So the uh, first week of October, there will be a, a harvest party. If you want to come join us and just pick as many apples as you want, it's all free. And then have some old historic uh, cider presses there. And just bring whatever liquid holding vessel you have and fill it with cider all you want. Oh, man, that sounds fucking sweet. That's yeah, awesome. I will be hoping to ferment several gallons. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There yeah. you go. That's fucking awesome, dude. What a yeah. what a good deal. What a good deal. It's always nice to see like a not I mean it's not a community garden, but it's nice to see when you know <laughs> when something doesn't cost money other than, you know, taxes or fees or whatever, but yeah, yeah. that's pretty that's pretty fucking cool. Sweet, man. That's awesome. So what's the uh what's the climate like up there? When's it going to snow? Cuz I mean like I don't know. Um. When I heard it's it's similar to Boise, usually around Thanksgiving they get their first snow. But I don't know. I think I'm thinking early November. That's what it, yeah, that's what it feels like right now. Temperatures are starting to drop. It's still pretty warm, but um, it's definitely cooling off. The leaves are changing already. Wow. Um, the cottonwoods and maples are both starting to yellow and red. Yeah, that's crazy. And then the, you, when you got there, the snow had already been melted out, though, right? No, and it snowed the day I got there. Oh, <laughs> shit. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, okay. I yeah, thought I you were closer to April. Yeah, there's still a decent amount of snow on the ground. And, um, yeah, the road didn't. So it was like 13 miles of road. They only plow the first, oh, I don't know, 10 mile. No, not even 10. They plow the first eight miles of road and the next last five miles don't get plowed and that didn't melt out on its own until probably first or second week of may oh wow how do people get around ski or sleds or well no no one lives down at that end of the road there's oh yeah there's one cabin down there that the park service owns that a ranger lives in in the summertime but um yeah no one lives past the ranch Huh. That's crazy. I it's got it's it's such a weird park too. I know like, you know, the North Cascades are kind of a different area. My friend Bob rolled through there and I was amazed at the terrain, you know, how how closed in it is, but there's a lot of opportunity up there for, you know, skiing and climbing. I see all kinds of shit everywhere. So almost like a transition area between like the super wet West Cascades, like the typical cedar fern moss covered environment you would see and then like east washington that's just sage and ponderosa so we're 
kind of this weird in between wet and dry area. That's it's kind of unique. Yeah, you're not quite in a rain shadow, but I mean, you're you're close enough. I mean that you know you you don't get those fucking weird storms rolling through. Yeah, it's cool. You can hike up. I hiked up to the top of McGregor about a month ago, which is a little over eight thousand feet with a great deal of prominence. And from up there, you can you can actually kind of see the rain shadow along the crest. Oh, that's crazy. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I know. I I was looking up. Uh, I was reading Kerouac's uh, Desolation Peak, like a collection of his unreleased letters and memoirs and shit. And I was looking. Yeah. I was like. I was like, damn, you could almost you could almost hike to Desolation Peak from where you're at. I was like, I think it's about Probably. 30 miles or something like that. But I was like, damn, you could make it to Kerouac's fucking <laughs> Kerouac's fire lookout if you wanted to. Yeah, I'd have to have to look into that. I know Gary Snyder as well was a fire lookout in the North Cascades at some point. Oh, really? Yeah, another one of the, the beats. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. That's the job to have. I mean, we've we've hiked up the fire lookouts that are manned, and uh, I don't know. I, I always thought it'd be cool, like, if I was semi-retired just to do a season up there, you know. Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah, I can imagine the writing, you know, <laughs> the writing yeah. you could get done. So, so many books I could read. And- yeah, exactly. No fucking disturbances, no nothing. So that's cool. Yeah, until there's a fire. <laughs> until you ignore the fires. But, yeah, that's cool. So how many visitors do you guys have usually on a typical weekend? Like a shitload or? Oh, I don't know. It varies. Like Memorial Day weekend and like Fourth of July weekend are pretty packed. Um, it's mainly like, it's really good. The best day of the week is Monday just because everybody leaves. It's like a big, deep exhale. Um. Uh, yeah, the weekdays are pretty moderate. Weekends, um, town population of the town like triples, quadruples easily. So what? What's the what's like the makeup of the user? Is it just like old old people just kind of tootling around, or is it like, you know, is there a mix uh, of like? It's a variety. I mean, you get a lot of families, and like there's always collection of, like PCT hikers, like kind of bunker down in the shade somewhere and you got the the type of tourists that that'll rent bikes and then you got the type of tourists that will rent the otvs and the e-bikes nice <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty clear divide on yeah <laughs> one of those. dude i cannot you know not to go off on too far of a tangent but uh i was riding to the wave and i I started counting e-bikes and there was more e-bikes than fucking human powered bikes. Like I, I, I was, I mean, easily probably four to one, you know, I mean, it was fucking crazy. It's hard for me to respect anyone on an e-bike, I guess, but yeah, especially like on that much money on a, just get a dirt bike. Yeah, exactly. Just get a motorcycle. (laughs) Yep. I agree. And I mean, to take it on the green belt too, I mean, it's kind of a weird, you know, I mean, it's like you have the most benign path in like 14 miles. It's got like 200 feet of gain. It's like, (laughs) I think anybody could ride on the green belt. It's like super frustrating, but then it also sucks too. Like if you're riding somewhere in town and some fucker passes you, you know, you're (laughs) like, they're barely working and you're like, motherfucker. Yeah, well, 
that battery gonna die at some point yep exactly yeah i don't know i i don't think i'd ever own an e-bike unless it was almost my primary source like if i lived in town and i could get to the grocery store you know because where we live we're clear the fuck out in the middle of nowhere but uh if i was living like on the north end i'd probably have i'd probably have like a surly big dummy or you know or or an e-bike with a trailer or something i mean I don't think I'd fucking touch a car. I mean, I don't know. One steak, yeah. and I just got my gravel bike and a little kid trailer. Nice. That's yeah. the fucking way to do it, dude. Oh yeah. That is the way to do it. Dollars worth of groceries about to pull back to my house. <laughs> that park's such a weird place too. Like I was looking, I was, I was telling my wife, like, oh, it'd be cool to go visit him. And I was like, yeah. that mother, that motherfucker's like in the middle of nowhere, dude. That thing's on the way to nowhere. I was like, holy yeah. shit. Like, yeah, if you're not going, yeah, it's like, if you're not going to there, you're not going to fucking go through there, you know? I mean, it's well, like. there's no roads. You gotta, you gotta take a boat two hours. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. How big's the, the nearest town? Like, what's the population? Um. I mean, like, there's no roads to Stahican. It's a two-hour boat ride from Chelan. I don't know. Chelan, it's like uh, it's a few thousand people there. It's a big tourist town. It's kind of like Washington's McCall, I guess, but it's definitely much smaller than McCall. Right, because there's, like, a, there's the fucking reservoir right there, or the lake right there. I guess that's a lake, not a reservoir. There's no dam, right? Yeah, it's a lake. So, yeah, in 1926, they did put a dam there at the end of the lake and like artificially raised the lake level by about 26 feet to create power um but yeah it's, it's a lake it's the third deepest lake in the country after crater lake in lake tahoe damn so, that's fucking crazy yeah, it's almost, almost 1500 feet deep damn yeah, yeah that's fucking no one's ever crazy. been to the bottom <laughs> damn need to get some billionaires together and fucking send them down there yeah hopefully they stay <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's the court. That's the course record for him right there. Yeah. <laughs> well, sweet dude. Uh, I'm glad you made it out of Spoke Compton. <laughs> yeah. Kind of happy to be gone. <laughs> yeah, dude. That place is weird. I mean, even though it's you know, it's close to to Idaho, we rolled through there too, and it was it was so fucking hot. We didn't have AC in the van, so we were just like, uh. just pushed we were just pushing and pushing just to get the fuck out of there. And that big ass pass dude on the Volkswagen, we were just like fucking third gear all the way up and over that thing. And finally got up to, to Hayden and stayed at the lake up there. And that was super fucking nice. Nice. But well, cool. Yeah. I don't want to keep you too long. I figure we just check in really quick and just do a quick fucking kind of curious about Guatemala and I know you know Casey was in Nicaragua so it's like everyone seems to be hitting hitting South America and I know the the guy that owns Corridor Surf Shops usually heads down that way too here in yeah, town he's got a house he's got a house down right by where I was surfing actually no shit that's fucking cool yeah, it's funny I ran into some local Guatemalan dude down there surfing a Corridor surfboard from Boise I was like <laughs> That's funny. He must have just gave it to him. That's funny. Yeah, it seems like a lot of those places, you know, like with Costa Rica, uh, like on the Nicola Peninsula and stuff like that, once you establish a surf camp, 
Like it just takes a couple gringos to just establish like a surf camp. Like you do some surf, some yoga, you know, it's like the, the fucking gates just open up, you know, uh, it's once, crazy. Once people start but... doing yoga there and like eating acai bowls, it's like done. You can, everything starts getting expensive. And... Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yoga but... starts doing like 200, they're, they're 200 hour trainings and shit and like super remote play. It's like kind of when I was getting my dive certification and they were like, you know, I was just fucking broke. I had dove in the military. So it was like, I just wanted to get my recreational shit so I could go dive lakes and pull up boat motors and shit. And they were like, Oh, we offer this, you know, package where you do, you do your, your basic learning shit. And then, you know, then we fly to, you know, Thailand. <laughs> and I was like, I can't do that. <laughs> like, the fuck man i just want my my fucking patty license to go get boat motors and sunglasses and shit from lucky peak <laughs> but yeah yeah i hear that i mean it's funny well cool dude hopefully it stays cool for you up there too it's hot as fuck here in town right now but getting yeah. ready to make the most of a monday but and you got any plans for the winter i was gonna hit you up about that like you're gonna I mean, you said you're gonna travel and visit some people. You gonna you gonna ride at all, or try to ride? Um, possibly. No plans for this winter. I'm thinking not this October, but the following October. I'd like to ride the Arizona Trail. This winter is yeah. mostly looking just like a surf trip to South America. Nice. That'll be so cool. I can't wait to see shit from there. Oh, for How sure. long are you gonna stay? How long are you going to stay down there? Um, realistically, like two months, maybe two and a half, if I can pull it. Sweet, sweet. Man, speaking of rides, dude, uh, you know the Smoke and Fire here, the 400-mile the loop race that they do here in Idaho? Yeah, that should be coming up soon, shouldn't it? Yeah, it, it already happened, and a motherfucker... Oh. A motherfucker on a single speed won it. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was super impressed. But, like, I was talking with my friend about it, and he said that it, it came down to pace because a lot of people on that go out way too fast. And he said that that single speed kept, yeah. you know, that kept him at a certain pace. Like, you can't you can't yeah. rev out. I mean, you. so he was basically, like, going slow enough to go. I mean, he was at like when I used to run ultras, I used to call it the terminator pace. So like, if I could hit like a 10 minute mile, dude, I could run forever. Like as long as I had calories coming in, I could run forever. And I think that's what this dude did. I think he just had, I I didn't look at his gearing, uh, but I think he had it geared to where he could probably make the grades, make most of the grades, but then, you know, rev out on, on the flats and not ride too fast. And then, like you said, he just, I don't think he slept. I think he just went straight fucking through. So, yeah, that's yeah, super that's impressive. I, Have you rode, rode, rode any of the route? Yeah, we've ridden uh, – some of it's on the Hot, Hot Springs Tour. So we've done we've done quite a bit of the, uh, like, the Boise through Sun Valley Loop and then up to, uh, like, Titus and around there. And then on the other side, oh. on the Stanley side – we just haven't gone through like uh, Loman or land or not Loman, but uh, Landmark down Bear Valley and stuff. I, I rode there when we we uh, took paddle boards down Elk Creek, and I had to ride you know a few miles of the road back up. So I was like, damn, this is fucking sweet. 
but it's a hard drive. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I remember the first year that, you know, I mean, they did it and it was like, nobody was doing it straight through. So, I mean, it was taking people, you know, respectably like five days to get through it. And it was like, okay, that's a good pace. And then somebody's just like, you know, fucking time trial bars on a gravel bike, just, you know, (laughs) fucking one day later, they show back up down in the North end, like (laughs) done. (laughs) So, yeah, I don't know. I would ride it like I look at the GPX on it. And I'm like, that would be a fucking sweet ride just to take like 10 days, you know, a fishing pole in 10 days and just fucking just cruise it. But yeah, the only I way know. that would be fun for me is going slow. Yep. Yeah. Like your tattoo says, man, go slow. <laughs> yeah. I needed a reminder, man. I'm tired of racing yep. everywhere. Yep. Yeah. Time to slow down. Well, cool, man. I'll let you get back to focusing on driving. And uh, it was good to talk to you. Hopefully we can catch up before you head down to uh, South America. And then uh, yeah, but... can s- see what the plans hold. I'm, we're going to try to do a little bit of traveling. We're, we've been working so much, trying to save up money. And then, you know, having some, some fucking health shit come up has made me work more than I want to. Like, I... I I mean, I would rather do anything than fucking work. I mean, you know that. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, but with skiing season coming up, I'm trying to get some bankroll going here, and then you know, hopefully, take some more time off. Because all I did was ski local here, and it it's not bad. But I mean, I had like a hundred and some odd days just riding the wire. It's like that's super weird for me. Rarely do I. I mean, I was in the backcountry only a few days, so it's super weird to super weird to ride a resort like you know solely riding that resort it's i don't know just kind of different crowd i mean it's funny it's actually think, a crowd oh it is i mean the the it's funny because i think the most popular thing that i ever said was like get the fuck out of the way i mean it's like like that's all i said like one day long i don't even think i said hello to anybody it was basically like all day long was like get the fuck out of the way you know don't stop there get the fuck out of the way (laughs) but that's you know that's the life of a fucking resort you know non-profit or not somebody's making money you know Uh, we're definitely making money yep yeah yeah, yeah. So I'm just taking what I can and trying to leave the environment a better place. You know, I don't want to fucking, I don't want to have shit go everywhere. <laughs> so I'm trying to make it as good as possible before I, before I fucking exit. You know, but the environment to me, the environment's first and foremost. You know, I don't give a fuck about you know stinky, stinky urinals or parking or. <laughs> it's all about just you know. <laughs> it's all about making making the mountain heal you know i think that mountain's definitely definitely told us like it's time to fucking take a break for a while i think that's why you know some mountains that don't do summer ops end up healing a little bit better because you I still have the same you know i mean it's like you if you don't ever shut down dude it never it never takes a break it's kind of like you know it it, it just is it, it's just people all the time people and it's you know people are fucking destructive naturally i mean yeah. we're like fucking parasites but i think if it if you don't take the time to you know i mean it's just like a body if you don't take that rest then you never recover or recuperate and it's it just takes a toll on things but then i mean i don't 
not everybody's as, as keen to keeping the environment clean and, you know, in good repair as, as everybody else is. But, well, cool, man. It was good talking to you. Uh, hopefully we can catch up before you head down or I can see you in town. I missed you here in town that one time. I think we were, we were actually up in Stanley. We've just been just launching the van when we can and getting out of town. <laughs> Well, cool, man. I'll let you hit the road, and I'm going to head up the mountain and, and do some work and then head back down and make nachos. Later, dude. Yep, take it easy.